So maybe we should do Dark Phoenix first so we can try to recover from the Dungeons and Dragons fiasco. That's really Which good. Rich is totally fun. <laughs> and your effort much appreciated. I'm just I'm with Vicky on this one. Not sure it's our best podcasting. And welcome to a more traditional episode of Even More Mashed Up, the oh, pop culture podcast. God. Brought to you from well not Misericordia University, but Alan's dorm room apartment. Woohoo! I'm Patrick. And I'm Alan. If you have been listening to the podcast, and I'm guessing most of you haven't, as we've veered into the Dungeons and Dragons episode. As your party enters the dungeon, you see torches flicking off. Oh, Egg, no, eggs. not. Yeah, okay. let's, yeah, let's stop. Okay. Um, it seems to have killed the show. <laughs> it has not But it the hasn't. Show. The show will rise from the ashes of Dungeons and Dragons, much like a dirty phoenix might. Dirty phoenix? Well, dark phoenix. Dark phoenix. Yeah, but dirty. Just like a phoenix might. Yeah. You, so we're yeah. talking about... I'm, by the way, I'm Alan, and we're talking about... Oh, you introduced yourself. Did I? Yeah. Dang it. I, I've been up to one o'clock the last two nights. My life has been a, a difficult grind of late. So mm-hmm. so um, please forgive me if I'm a little little spotty today. As opposed to your normal spottiness. Well, it's got to be better than Dungeons & Dragons. Let's no, be no, honest. no. That's quality. Yeah. Every second you just take to bash the D&D. You just a little bit... A little bit Smaller piece of Rich's heart breaks off. <laughs> well, okay, I'm not sure Rich is, has a heart. Whatever little dark and burnt pieces of the left are slowly breaking off. <laughs> so anyway, Dark seems Phoenix okay with that. today. Yeah, well. yeah, today we're talking X-Men Dark Phoenix. You want to clear out the dark, charred parts of your heart, I the, suppose. The finale of X-Men oh, I thought you were going to call it the, phenom- the phenomenon. No, no. finale. I'm not yeah, sure it's, it's a phenomenon. It's more of a finale. It's, Boy, it's, hate this movie. Yeah, I'm. well, critics do. I mean, the fans, less I saw in Rotten Tomatoes, were at like 60% or something. Yeah, but still, I mean... I mean, it's, it's clearly not done well at the box offices. They're talking like it's going to lose $100 million. Well, in large part because... Well, Kevin, I, let me check out Rotten Tomatoes. I have my computer with me today because ah. I uh, have no notes. Um, yeah. Well, if you and I can't talk about Dark Phoenix for, yeah. you know, 50 minutes, then we probably shouldn't be doing this show. Well, I think the Dungeons and Dragons podcast has demonstrated that we shouldn't be doing you're, you're, this. You're show. welcome for the the, the setup <laughs> no, there. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's twenty three percent critics, sixty four percent audience. Yeah. So, wait, can I be honest? And I've I've got some criticisms of the film. Oh, I've got criticisms. It's not that bad. It's not. You know, it's not. And you know, people saying that it's the worst of the X Men franchise. I'm like, no, it is not. People have said it's worse than The Last Stand. No, it's not worse. Which it's, is, it's close, but it's not well, worse. I don't think so. I, it's got some of the same issues, I would say. I, I don't disagree with that. When I walked away from The Last Stand, though, I remember feeling almost abjectly disappointed. See, I thought... See, <laughs> I liked... the series, it's dead. Like it's like the Dungeons, and, it's yes. the Dungeons and Dragons of the X-Men <laughs> That's right. franchise. It, it, oh. <laughs> it is the D&D of the X-Men franchise. So, I remember, <laughs> this film is not that bad. I remember liking X-Men Last Stand... D&D. Only in the sense that I thought it worked as the third film in the trilogy. Yeah. I didn't think it worked very well as a film on its own. Yeah. I, and um, uh, to me... And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm not sure it really works as the third film in the trilogy either. But but Dark Phoenix to me, and and you guys know that I love just a classic popcorn summer movie. Mm-hmm. Transformers. It, yeah. It kind of yeah. works that way for me. Although I've got some issues with yeah, it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it doesn't quite work that way for me. Um... I think it, but it's not, yeah, I, I agree. It is, it is by no means the worst of the X-Men films. It's not a bad film, right? No, it's pretty, it's it's fine. I, I think, think it's, it's good. I don't like know if, if I'd go if that If the scale far. is good, very good, excellent. 
Yeah, like, I think it falls in the good category. There's, I maybe put it at the lower end of good. Yeah. If that, it's. I mean, so like Thor: Dark World. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would definitely be. It's better of, than. I think it's better than that. No, nah, I don't Dark think I go that far. Not a good film. I haven't watched Dark World in a long time. I watched it recently. It's not as. It's not as bad, as. And you know maybe, so maybe you need to come back to Dark Phoenix and. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate Dark Phoenix. I again, I I think. I would say, well, two things. It's not as bad as certainly the critics have savaged it. And the things but I think about it, the actors and the writing and the... It just, it's too much. But I think it really, again, kind of like Last Stand, it really suffers in comparison to the original Dark Phoenix storyline. Well, that's the ultimate problem with every time, every effort to make the Dark Phoenix. Like, Except I, for the animated series, which right. did a really decent job Can with I it. just say that it... it it is amazingly depressing to me that nobody in Hollywood went in and said, you know what we ought to do? A Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be canonical. Right. But it is maybe Claremont's best work. And It's up there. I mean, yeah, Dark Phoenix, be. the two-part Days of Future Past. Right. Another, right. Um, which they did okay with in the movies yeah, as well. Which they but, did, yeah, I mean, again, it's definitely among, like, the best of what Claremont did on the X-Men. And clearly, by the way, the X-Men franchise has been doing what our Dungeons & Dragons episodes have been... Like, First Class was a really nice movie. I really liked First Class. Are you just ignoring the first three films? Well, I'm thinking about the, the reboot. Okay. Like, like that one was... I really enjoyed. The next one was good, but not as good. Oh, see, I liked Days of Future Past. I liked it, but it wasn't as good as First Class. Now, they're about on par for me. With, and then Age of Apocalypse was not quite as good. You mean X-Men Apocalypse? Whatever they called it. And then this one was not... It was like diminishing I mean, this returns one, each step. I mean, this one feels kind of similar to me as Apocalypse did. Like, I have kind of the same... It feels about on par with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Apocalypse gave us Psylocke, which would boost it in anybody's... It did, but this one gave us Celine, and I think the other guy's name is Red Lotus. Yeah. So... To get back to my point, that nobody's gone to... I to, think to, the other guy's name is Red Lotus. That's n- the best character. They never call him in the the movie by his name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just remember that, that reading but, somewhere that he was part of Magneto's team. By the way, did I see Puck in there? At I didn't see point, Puck. I thought I caught Puck somewhere at, no. at Magneto's little upside-down ship village. I don't... I, nothing jumped out at me, but... Okay. Anyway. I did see Dazzler. Classic was, well, 70s Dazzler. It was Dazzler. hard to miss Dazzler. We can get back to that, but I yeah. love seeing her. But did, nobody's gone into the Hollywood pitch room and said, Dark Phoenix sets up as the perfect trilogy. Gene acquires the power. Yeah. Power corrupts Gene. Mm-hmm. Gene struggles for redemption. Now, see, I might break it up a little bit differently. I would do Gene acquires power. I would do... Would be the first film. The second film would basically be... Basically, I follow the comics. And the second film would be yeah. kind of their first encounter with the Shi'ar when she has to fix the Emkron crystal and kind of you have like Phoenix in all of her glory, yeah. and then I would have the fall in the third film. See, I, w- I would make the second film the, the corruption. Like, you can have the M-Crime crystal, but then, like, it ends with her destroying a planet. Yeah, but then there's not a lot to do in that last film. I mean, you basically just have the one issue. Well, that's why the Shiar, the Shi'ar, that's where they come in. Oh, you got to bring in the Shi'ar earlier than that. I don't know. But you anyway, the, Shi'ar like, the point being, that. we can quibble about how to break it up. Yeah. But the story's there for a real Well, but I read trilogy. somewhere that they originally were going to do it as a two-parter, and then they ultimately just shoehorned it into one. Yeah, but that, that also... I read that Variety article. Maybe that's what I read. It felt, it felt like now everybody's arguing about whose fault it is. Yes. Like, everybody's yeah. trying to point fingers now that it's They would expect it to be tanked. good somehow. Yeah. 
Right. Well, well I it, feel like they might have aired when they thought, hey, you know that guy who helped co-write X-Men Last Stand? Yeah. Let's have him write and direct another Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah, yeah like, I just... I don't me, think Kinberg was a great choice. The story is there. Yeah. Like, why they need to... And, like, is it the Dabari that are in this film? Yes. Just, it... it doesn't work for me. No, I mean, I and I think I give I give the film credit, but I also think it's part of why I think people are disappointed in it, in that it tried to take things from the original comics, like it brought the Dabari in. Right. Um, you know, Jessica Chastain's character is is sort of mastermind slash Emma Frost ish. Yeah. Um, when they all have the big confrontation at the house. Uh, or the the you know the New York mansion or whatever. Yeah. You know it's kind of like oh that's our kind of airsets version of the Hellfire Club there. But, so it, I give it credit for it uh, trying but, to do stuff, but it also just automatically recalls how much it's not actually it doing the original the story. The worst of all worlds, like all these references you're talking about yeah. are. Seventies Dazzler, who of course right. showed up during the original. Right, but like the Hellfire line. Club, it's there, and it clearly feels like the Hellfire Club. But it's not, and it doesn't do anything for the film, and it 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 leaves you just well, and that's that's the other problem, and I think it's this like you goes, love Easter eggs, but I hate them. Well, but this also goes. Yeah. I think it goes back towards you know, Kinberg's writing, and one of the ways that this is very similar to X Men Last Stand is there's just a lot of stuff thrown in that has no real depth. Um, like beyond Gene and Xavier and Beast and maybe Magneto, yeah. like the rest of the X-Men are just kind of there. They have no storyline. Um, right. Like I remember during the big battle, I'm like, are you seriously telling me that Storm is having trouble with the guy that can manipulate his dreadlocks? Yeah. Like, Storm cannot take that guy out. He's a powerful opponent. Like okay. that was... And then the whole, like, Nightcrawler just stabbing people with his tail and killing people. I'm like, where did that come from? Are we talking about things that we don't like about the film? Nightcrawler, that moment with Nightcrawler was one of my least favorites. Yeah, because that's not Nightcrawler. Well, okay, number one, in the comic books, it's not Nightcrawler. It's not Nightcrawler right? at Nightcrawler, all. Nightcrawler, even in the movie, it's not Nightcrawler. No, it's not. I mean, But in the night, like, Nightcrawler is such an interesting comic book character. Mm -hmm. Like, a very sort of um, faith-driven Christian. Yes, Person Which they did some with born, in the yeah. second X-Men movie when you had Alan Cummings play him, who was right, perfect. Right, born looking like a devil, mm -hmm. you know, struggling with... Devout like, Catholic. Yeah, like, how do you, like, mesh the way you're treated by human beings yeah. and your, sort of, your Catholicism? Really interesting character. What we get here is this young, naive kid. I can mm -hmm. even live with that. I can live with that. I liked him in Apocalypse. Yeah. Who becomes this ruthless cold-blooded killer in like the last five minutes of the movie right and, and, and just in a way that didn't feel organic no and that's the problem there's, didn't feel developed there's not a lot in the film that feels organic if you're not Gene right. and or then, Xavier or Magneto and then he goes back to the school like nothing happened yeah you know in the yeah. like the the post big train battle yeah I remember I just, seeing I, in, I, I remember seeing in the, was treated very poorly yeah well I remember seeing in one of the trailers there was a shot of like Nightcrawler's face where he was looking really demonic. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, is he somehow being corrupted by the Phoenix Force? Like, yeah. is he, you know, on Gene's side and no. being corrupted? And no. I'm like, no, he just all of a sudden goes nuts and starts killing people. I'm yeah. like, that's... As you do. Yeah. Well, now, time out, though. Like, the killing people thing was weird, too. Because like, one of Vicky's biggest complaints about the movie mm -hmm. was the fight at the end. Yeah. And I tend to agree with her. Number one, there's like two helicopters bringing people 
but every time they wipe like twelve people off the there's top of the trains, there's, there's still twelve all, more. I know. I never. And I was like, like, how are they like, not done? Like, where are these people coming from? Yeah, it's I mean, game logic. They're just spawning them I'm, in. Yeah, yeah. but right. I'm pretty no, sure it's, it's, it's that's the, exactly. But what I'm pretty sure like the whole point game. of the Dabari being there is that they were pretty much wiped out, yeah. so there shouldn't be that many. Right. And somehow, some of them have been around for a long time on Earth. Yeah, that I mean, right? yeah, stuff that infiltrated the FBI and. Vuck has just shown up. And Jay, yeah, it's again. It's like, what? It goes towards the fact that that you know, Kinberg as a writer, it's all very superficial. Like, there's not, there's no depth. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I give him credit that it, you know, it seemed like with this, he was trying to be somewhat faithful to the original storyline. Given that, and I think yeah, part of it but, too is, I think part of the problem with the film too has been kind of the struggle with the X Men films, particularly as they've moved forward is that they've been grounded from the very first one in a very sort of realistic aesthetic. Like, it's an effort to kind of do X-Men as if they were in the real world. Right. And that meant the more you try to do dark, they have to shoehorn Dark Phoenix into a much sort of smaller scope. Right. And they run into, like, they run into problems with that every time. And I think part of it is this version of Dark Phoenix suffers. Yeah. Particularly coming after something like Infinity War... Where you look at Infinity War and you think, yeah, they could do Dark Phoenix now. We don't have to have this very sort of constrained, right. realistic approach to the X-Men anymore because, you know, budgets and, and right. you know, special effects have evolved to the point where you could actually do a straight Dark Phoenix saga. Right. But instead, because of the way the X-Men franchise at Fox has been constructed, it's this much sort of smaller scope to the story that, that diminishes just, it. Yeah, and... and and the Dabari suffer as a result. So everything suffers as right. a result. But so the Dabari the audience suffers. Explain to me, like you say, Nightcrawler goes on this murderous rampage. Yes, and he does. He sticks his tail through people's necks. Yeah, and they're dead. Right. Pretty much. I'm pretty sure okay. he die from that. But when they are riddled with bullets, the bullets apparently never hit the same place in the neck. I guess because like it's only superpowers that kill Dabari. No, 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 no. Clearly, Nightcrawler's tail hits with much greater force a than bullet. a bullet. Yeah, it's just physics. But the bullets yeah. are going through them because they're tearing them apart. But they just yeah, but they right. Just but they're not. But they're not just, doing damage. Nightcrawler's tail goes right through. Bullets so. aren't designed to kill. They're all just designed to annoy. Got it. So all of the super. Yeah. My point being, like, the only way you can kill a Dabari is to have a superpower. Yes. Or like, a tail. Yeah. If you just born with a tail, you're set. Well, it's kind of like a superpower in this film. Yeah. yeah, I mean, most people don't have tails, so having a tail is, is would fall under the category of a mutation. Right. Anyway, they, that bothered me. Yeah, that, yeah. The whole the whole Dabari storyline doesn't make sense. Well, they apparently, I guess the end of the film, I think the, in the, the Variety article they talked about this, they changed the end of the film because they feared it was going to be too similar to some movie yeah. in the MCU. I've heard Captain Marvel, Infinity War, and Civil War. Yeah. Um. Well, so Civil you wonder War how much make sense to me because that like, they would have known about Civil War when they made the. Film. That's what some people point out. That, like Civil War was three well, maybe years ago. Maybe that was the plan. Like that works. We'll do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. So can I ask you some questions about the Dabari? Sure. So th their home planet was destroyed. Yeah. Well, they're the ones that Phoenix destroys in the comic. Right. They're the, the asparagus-looking people. Right. So. I, I, had they looked more like asparagus, it yeah. would have made the milk. Which, by the way, do you remember bit. when the Dabari, what what comic book the Dabari first show up in? Yeah. Avengers 32. No. Spider-Man 16. Or by Steve Entwistle. That I don't is, know, where, where they first show up. They it's first show up in Avengers, in, right? They show up in Avengers number four. 
that early. It's the alien. I think Claremont or Byrne used them in Dark Phoenix, but it, I think it's actually Vuck that shows up in Avengers number four. He's the alien. Um, Interesting. That uh, what is the, that's the issue thing? that Cap comes back. I knew Vuck. Is Vuck. his name? Who was in the uh, X Men okay. Gold? The X Men <laughs> Gold annual that brought back Excalibur last year. He was apparently yeah. The main villain in that. So, Starhammer, I think, is his code name. So I, Starhammer? Yeah, really terrible. Yeah. So the Dabari have been following the Phoenix Force through space. Yes. For reasons that don't make a lot of sense to me. Even though we did not see their ship the entire time they were right. in space. But now, yes, they were apparently right there. There's well, a lot of room in space to hide. And it's like the Romulans. You know, they got cloaking technology. Yeah, they really established that. Also, we yeah. see the ship. Right. So they've been tracking the Phoenix Force for reasons I don't understand. Yes, because they apparently want it for themselves so right. that they can remake a planet into a new homeworld for them. And so they, so the Phoenix Force then inhabits Gene. Well, to be fair, it's never called the Phoenix Force. It's just called... Well, whatever it is. This, like, the, the force that gave life to the universe. The Big Bang Force, whatever you want to call it. In the movie right? Dark Phoenix. Let's just call it, like, the Phoenix Force. Yeah, well, that's what it would be in the comics. So they're tracking it. Yes. It inhabits Gene. Yes. And then Vuck gets Jean to give it to her. Yes. Why didn't Vuck just go take it way back when? She says... Okay, two answers. But she can handle it. Uh, two answers. She, her, she's capable whoa, of handling whoa, 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 two, it. I have two answers! Does, does one of them run the D&D episode no matter what? <laughs> no, one of them is... <laughs> One of them is A... We discussed it and we put it on pause. That's why it ran. We never discussed that. Uh, we never decided that. We discussed it, we didn't decide it. Answer A... Oh, a decision was made, my friend. Answer, yes, by Rich. Well, you have two and you're going to start with A? A. I have a list of two. Yes. A. A. And then two. Bad writing. Yes. <laughs> you can't, that can't be an answer. That was the, kind of my point. I know. The longer answer is, yeah. you could argue... That Vuck wouldn't, because she says that the Phoenix Force destroys everything it inhabits prior to Gene. Yeah. So prior to it inhabiting Gene, she may not have known that it could have inhabited another person safely. Once she sees it safely in Gene, then she's like, oh, maybe I can take it. None of that is actually in the movie, and yeah. I refer you to answer A, bad writing. Right, because the, the whole point is there's something special about Gene. Yes. That allegedly. allows her to do it, and what then all of a sudden... Or she assumes there's something special about Gene until she realizes, no, there isn't. It just can inhabit people if it wants to. And that's not the so end of the problem. So there's nothing special about Gene? I don't know. It's not clear in the film. Yeah. There's a lot. Even in the Again, comics? A, bad writing. So, back to the Dabari, because it gets worse, I think. If they can... <laughs> Oh, Yayu's here, too. Yeah. Uh, if they can... It gets real bad. ...manage the Phoenix Force... Yes. ...their goal is to recreate their home life. Like yes. Like the, the Dabari, right? Yes. Why do they have to kill everybody on Earth to do that? Because they're they evil. Have the, no, if they have the Phoenix Force, they could do it anywhere. They could, but they're evil. Much like Thanos... Okay, so you have, a, you have a list of two things. A bad writing, mm-hmm. or B, bad writing. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Okay, right. And that's the problem with the, with Dabari and with Vuk. It's, there's there's absolutely no development. And again, that's the reason why them. Dark Phoenix, as they have tried twice now, yeah. cannot be done in one film. Right. Because yes. there's just too much to do. If you want to make the Dabari Thanos, mm-hmm. which is derivative, but maybe worth doing, yeah. you need to see them as real human beings yeah. slash aliens or you need to living see on their home planet prior to showing up as like, okay, they're evil. Right. And you need to see their home planet destroyed yeah. 
by the Phoenix Force. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to build a backstory yes. that people really feel and feels authentic. Instead, yes. these are some of the most cardboardy villains yes. that I've seen in a except superhero movie in a long time. Oh, except for Suicide Squad, which was full of cardboardy villains. Yeah, well, they're very, they're very Suicide Squad. And squatty. yet somehow still won an award. For makeup. Hey, you know what? You win an Oscar, you win oh, an yeah, Oscar. Oh, you're, yeah, you're an Oscar-winning film. When we win a podcasting award for what our Dungeons and Dragons episode. episodes... <laughs> Do they give awards for worst podcast of the year? It's still an award. Yeah, no I, no. win an award. In award worst winning. podcast idea. <laughs> no, and podcast. Yeah, no. Worst upload schedule ever. Yeah, so... Uh, Just cram the D&D down their throats. Yeah. <laughs> you will like this. Okay, so well, we're talking about Dark Phoenix. So the, the point being, my first complaint with the film is its treatment of the villains, really. Yeah. It just... It, well, they're, they're you know, they're cardboard. They're basically just there to be the villains. And Jessica Chastain is a pretty good actor. Yeah, she's a great actor. By all accounts, right? Yeah. Like, she's, she's very talented. I just felt like she had so little to work yeah, with. Yeah, there wasn't a lot script. to do. I mean, again, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, the movie in general is, and I think that's one of the problems with it, is that it's pretty tissue thin. Right. So, like, when Vuck inhabits that body for the first time. Yes. She hears her dog barking. Mm-hmm. She goes out to check. Mm-hmm. The dog is clearly really upset. Yeah. There's a house full of people. Mm-hmm behind her. Right. She chooses just to wander off into the darkness. Well, she says something like, you know, oh, the dog's barking again. So clearly this has happened before. Okay. Also, yeah. A, bad writing. Thank you. <laughs> the A, bad writing is... I mean, I mean, maybe even bad writing is, is not, is, you know, it's not bad necessarily, but it's it's thin. Yeah, it's it's too thin. Like, it's it's just the, the, the writing is, again, it's the whole thing of like, oh, you know, Storm is going to struggle against Dreadlock guy because she has to right now. It's like, no, Storm should take that guy out in five seconds. Well, the, like the Toad guy, you know, the person gets sucked with the lightning. Then that's yeah. it; he's gone. Yeah, like Toad guy. <laughs> the writing is called the Toad, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. The writing. Why <laughs> try with that kind is of character? As thin as a second season of a podcast. Oh, for God's sake! Pad with Dungeons and Dragons. Will you let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> I thought you'd see that one coming. Well, I did see that one coming. Oh, I, I just sure have it. I just I'm let sure you have did. it. You're like Krogar walking around a corner. You oh, now we're going to reference the show. I was just saying, dude, you've got to stop. Like, no one's going to understand this episode without listening to the D&D episode. Oh, so we'll just cut that. So. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, okay, I'm so, gonna, so, so Dabari are your first problem. Well, yeah, and we've already talked about another problem, which was Nightcrawler. Yeah. Like, or the heroes in general. Um, do you have other complaints? My... I thought the villains were the weakest part of this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I've got some other complaints. Yeah, I mean, the Dabari just are, I, I give them credit. I was like, oh, they brought the Dabari in. I'm like, okay, so that was, you know, they're trying to use some of the mo- the material. As right. opposed to Last Stand, that, like, there's, except for her being Phoenix, there's, like, nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, right. They missed the good material, and they and they shoehorned in material that didn't matter. Yeah, well, they shoehorned in material enough to remind you that, oh, yeah, there's a much better story. Yeah. In the con- I mean, that's the problem. It's not, I, they're 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 sort of a double edged sword. I'm like, yeah, you are doing things to reference the original comic more, but in a way that's just going to remind people that know the comics of, oh yeah, that's not what they were. So yeah. you make Captain America: Civil War. It's based on comics, mm-hmm. right? There's a comic book story there. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent. Oh God, it's barely anything related right? to the comic except the and, title and, and yet and that Cap and Iron Man fight right. each other. It works, mm-hmm. right? It works, and so it, you can do it. 
they just didn't. Well, and again, I think that's part of the problem is that um, but also, it was clear in the original X-Men trilogy. Because if you go back and watch the original, the first X-Men movie, yeah, when the... Um, Whatever Magneto's doing on the Statue of Liberty, uh-huh. there's a shot of when that, that power goes off and it hits Jean, there's a shot of it affecting her. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously in X2, you have kind of her sacrifice. And X3 should have been a very different Dark Phoenix saga. Like, it was clear that in the original X-Men trilogy... They were clearly building towards right. the Dark Phoenix side. Now the problem is that Singer went away after X Men Two, yeah. and you brought in Ratner of all people, yeah. um, who did his own. I think we would have maybe gotten a much more faithful Dark Phoenix saga in um, the Last Stand. In what it would have been the Last Stand if Singer had stayed on, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. They were taking the time to develop it, which is what you need for something like Dark Phoenix. Right. This is, oh, we're going to do it in a movie. Right. Like, eh, it's not going to work. Yeah, and then... Like, I, I was cautiously optimistic. Like, at the beginning, I'm like, when they're rescuing the astronauts, I'm like, oh, this is kind of faithful to the comics. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And then 10 and, and seconds then, later. And then things went off the rails basically after that. Although the movie went, it, to me, it ran really quickly. Oh yeah, like, it's a short you, movie. You didn't feel like you were sitting. I'm there not even for sure it's two. Time. I think it's like less it's, than two it, hours yeah. in terms of runtime, which is for superheroes nowadays. For now, well, particularly for something that that yeah. should be this epic, yeah. it's, it's pretty short. Um, yeah, so no, that part. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah, I mean, there's also like the massive continuity problem with the issue of that Jean displayed the Phoenix Force at the end of Apocalypse, and yet she gets it in this movie. Uh, Stop asking questions. Which hey, is, hey. <laughs> bad writing. Or just, I, I, you know, again, thin writing. In fact, I think what we saw in Apocalypse was like the peak of Jean's own powers. Right. And then this other thing inhabits her in yeah. um, this movie. But again, nothing yeah. that they actually took or had the time to establish. Right. Yeah. So, there was... One point on which I think the movie deserves credit for trying, mm-hmm. but not executing. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's clearly trying to talk about sort of the empowerment of women. Eh, yeah. it, it clearly is, right? Like, it, it, it's meant to kind of present Professor Xavier yeah. in, in, a, in, I think, an authentically comic booky kind of way. That, that he stinks. Kind of an a-hole. Yeah, that, that like Professor X does, is always terrible. He always knows better. He yeah. tells Jean how to be. He doesn't even again, tell her how to be. Like No, he just makes her that way. He just way. makes her Which, that again, way. Which, again, is carried over from Last Stand and right. is a version of right. the comics in the sense that yeah. when what finally defeats Dark Phoenix is that he puts those psychic circuit breakers in her. Right. Um, I mean, the difference is that he does that to her when she is Dark Phoenix. Right. In the film, it's something he does when she's a kid. In both right. films. Right. But but both films are, are they, like, Vuck at the end says, like, you're too emotional and that's why I'll beat, beat you. But yeah. it turns out, like, Jean's My emotions, emotions are, make her yeah. human. And, yeah. and it's why she wins. It's clearly a film in the vein of a Captain Marvel. Yeah. That, that's, that's trying to say something about gender relations today. Somewhat, yeah. Oh, I don't think somewhat. I think they're they're my my complaint about the movie is it comes off as too preachy. Oh, see, my complaint about the movie is that I feel like that element gets eclipsed by the conflict between Beast, Xavier, and Magneto. Well, 
Like okay. They, like it. Like but when but the, when the gender standpoint. Yeah, yeah I agree that they. But you when she's on the screen, my my complaint with that is, you see them doing it. It's like when. So there's this book coming out from the University of Texas Press. I've heard of this book. All new, all different. Mm-hmm. It's a history of race in the American superhero, mm-hmm. written by us. By the way. Listeners who are interested in a discount should go ahead and message one of us because we can hook them up with yeah, a little that or with a little twenty percent off. I've got an idea. I've got an idea for something. But hundredth episode, mm-hmm. yeah. So in the book, one of the things we write about is the way in which pop culture can or cannot move people. Yeah, and we theorize very lightly mm-hmm. that the preaching is less effective. Yes, than an effectively told story. Yeah. And my complaint about the gender politics that they've brought into to Dark Phoenix isn't mm-hmm. that they're bad politics. I think right. I think what they're aiming for is really praiseworthy. Yeah. But you see them doing it. It, it to mm-hmm. me like it becomes like sermonizing as opposed to storytelling. Yeah. See, for me, and, I, and I, I, didn't, I just, it didn't, it, I didn't, me, it, it didn't strike me as as preachy. It did, uh, but it, 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 it did strike me as bad storytelling well, in the sense like, that it be, it's again. too obvious. Like it's mm-hmm. obvious that it's about the poli- the political statement they want to make, hmm. and like the art doesn't yeah doesn't cover it. It's just a yeah. to me a political statement. See, for me, it felt more that they tried to make sort of a more political statement, but then yeah. as every one of these films always does, it ends up being about Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. Well, that's what made the film good at the start. Is it felt like it was a, a, a film about Gene? And again, that yeah, because it's, it's definitely the second half of the film that that. It and that's what about it needed Xavier to be. Like it needed to be a story about Gene. Mm-hmm. And, and the film was trying to make the point that Xavier is imposing his story on yes. Gene, but the film imposes Xavier's story on Gene. Yes. Well, and the other, <laughs> right, like which yeah. is like the like, sort well, of the but the other pro- the other problem too is that yeah the paradox of the yeah. film but like, i think also and again this is this bad goes, and we're going to do it but this yeah. but again i think well, the other issue too right we know it's bad do it. we preach it's bad so <laughs> well but, but here's the problem <laughs> what i say not what i do folks yeah, yeah. the <laughs> main person who's the voice of this is bad yeah. is mystique and they kill her off halfway through the film oh by the way huge mistake revealing that in the trailer oh, yeah. right like you knew it was oh, when man, you saw yeah. it originally. Like you're like, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, trailer yeah. one. First time I saw it. But to dead. me, to me, like there's a scene that might have some emotional resonance. Yeah, no emotional resonance because, because we all you know, know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like you, you, it, it made no sense to me. Like their choice to do that. Oh yeah, their choice. Maybe to, you to... showed the grave site. Yeah. In the trailer, but you don't connect it. Well, it's not even mystique, that. That when when you know? they raised the trailer, or when they showed the trailer, and there was the gravesite, and you yeah. saw Gene like shoving Mystique away. Yeah. Like people said, they're like, "Oh, are you killing off Mystique in this film?" Yeah. yeah and the producer it, said, "Yeah, we're killing her off." I'm like, "Why would you say that?" Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. But it's like just just, just like that's what yeah. one plus one equals two. It's like yeah. you see a yeah. shove away. I mean, you think it's about that gravesite. You think it's about that moment idea. that we knew was coming yeah. versus what we all knew it was coming in Endgame, which is the return of everybody. Yeah. And the return of everybody still works, even though we knew it was coming. When, ev- when everybody returns in the theater, people gasp. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, be forget- you know? But, like, you knew that was, everyone knew that was coming. But it even just- Infinity War, you know, you knew at the end, like, if you've read the comics, you know, like, some people have to get dusted. But still, it's effective because they don't show it happening. Yeah. Right. It just, to me, <laughs> huge mistake. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It, it just, it makes- well, it's one of the ways that they, in a lot of ways, the roll-up to Dark Phoenix sort of undermined and, and kind of just kind of made it underwhelming. Yeah. Like, you you have one of what could be the most emotionally resonant yeah. scenes, 
and you completely deflated it. Yeah, to me, it, you should feel it when Mystique dies. Yeah, and I felt nothing. Yeah, because again, you knew it was coming. And by the way, they should just every once in a while have a superhero superhero funeral where it's not raining. <laughs> Yeah, because funerals like, do happen occasionally. Yeah, in you know, dry nice weather. and no. sunny and happy, and there's right. a large like, crowd too. Was that sunny in the funeral people. at Last Stand? Yeah. I can't remember. I, think, I don't call there being rain. Oh, Bobby and I just watched Watchmen. But you know what? It's probably which has like the classic yeah. Zack Snyder oh. rainy funeral. Oh, with Sound of Silence. It's like wow, <laughs> that song is a bit on the nose. Could you make it black and white and make it you know? Oh, oh well, wait, Zack Snyder on the nose. Yeah, Music? Bit, on, mm. bit on the nose with that. Yeah. yeah. But also, we just uh, have a, a funeral where there's like more than like twelve people. Right. All the all of the kids at the Xavier Institute mm-hmm. know Mystique. Yeah, they would have had. They're all with her. barred from the funeral. Like only five people <laughs> yeah. can attend the funeral yeah. because Rich is right. It has to be a really small crowd. But like, yeah, it no, has no, to no, be, no, 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 no. It listen. has to be very rainy. No, listen. Yeah. The kids all got to attend the funeral. And then they had to leave for the big emotional moment with, like, the five people. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yet they, somehow yeah. they managed to dry up real quickly while everybody else comes back. So. Well, I'm sure Storm, like, blew them off with wind. Plus, it's stormy because Storm is sad. Storm blew them See, off. See, but like, wouldn't that even be nice if it was, like, Storm was sad and that's why it was raining? Yes, like, it and would, but went again, into it. thin writing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And, and also, like, beyond Gene and Beast and Xavier and Magneto, yeah. nobody else has a storyline. Like, there's right. nobody else that has any And I'll be honest, life. I'm sick of Magneto. I'm so over... I'm like, not sick of it, like, but they put such a nice pin in it at the end of Age of Apocalypse. It's yeah. like, yeah, we don't need another but movie that's bef- about the relationship between Xavier and Magneto. We get it. I totally but even am. before that, like, it's just like, he did his thing, he was stopped from killing the, the, the president or whatever, like, it's over. Just let him, like, fade off into the background and do someone else. Well, the problem is, Michael Fassbender is really good. He's really oh, great. Oh, I, like, I love I will, him, yeah. I will watch Michael Fassbender in anything. And in X-Men First Class... That's the best Magneto. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. oh like, you mean you mean it, Eric Lyncher, Nazi Hunter? Yeah, like, just do that like, as a movie. That is plus also Fastbender should be James Bond. Right, and th- there's, yeah. he yeah. would be a fantastic yeah. James. Well, Bond. some version been, of a James Bond. Like yeah. Magneto was good in the first X Men trilogy too. He, oh yeah, Ian McKellen. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, I do like all the people that are. I don't. I'm sure you've seen the meme that's like Fastbender in this movie, which is 1992, and then. Uh, Ian McKellen as Magneto in the first X-Men, which is 2000. They're like, oh, it's a rough eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what happened? I've, I've seen complaints about the, the leads, that they're just kind of going through the motions. You hear that? Well, with the ones that have been in the films for a while. I did not feel... Like, I felt like... Like, I always liked Fassbender. Yeah. Like, I thought McAvoy was good. McAvoy, yeah. Fassbender well, and McAvoy has o- have always Nicholas been Holt good. Nicholas Holt is really good. Like, he's... Well, like, I, Again, I like that. I like he's, Hulk as Beast, and he had a, he had at least some decent stuff to do. He, and he, I think he can act. Like he can. The problem I don't think was with the actor's investment. No, it was with that thin writing that I you're mean, I think talking they, they about. They don't like, have a lot to invest. There's in. only so much you can do with that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. I'm like, when Gene just shows up at Magneto's, you know, island that's obviously supposed to be Genosha, even though they never call it that in the film. Right. Like, yeah. there's nothing in the film that establishes. Wait, was that, that an island? Yeah, remember there's the shot of an island and then Gene no, is... I must have... But there's, again, that's the first time we have where Magneto is established in this film. I'm like, yeah. uh, did you want to mention, like, See, what Magneto's doing at some point? Because Gene just showed up on an island. I have no idea what this really is There's a really interesting story to tell. Yeah. Right? It's like what Magneto's done. But yeah. Yeah. Thin, yeah, just... It's, just... it's just too thin of a story. Yeah. Uh, and, which, again, and, is the same issue with Last Stand. Is, yeah. Is... 
they're trying to do too much and too little, and so it just gets all watered down and thin. Right. It, it, the, the person I always get wrong is, is Cyclops. It's like you can't do a Cyclops who's not just like a... Well, yeah. Like well, a because they gave boardy character. They gave all of Cyclops in the original films to Wolverine. Yeah. And now they don't have Wolverine. Yeah. And so it's like, eh. I mean, but, Ty Sheridan does about as much as he can. Yeah, but the, just... Cyclops always looks a certain way. He yeah. always comes off as, like, so Boy Scouty that there's Well, that's because no... he was the, the kind of, like, yeah. the quintessential superhero Boy Scout. So, I thought Sophie Turner was also... Now, I've not watched Game of Games of Thrones. Yes. Well, no, you've watched season one, right? That's true. I thought she was really good in this movie. Yeah, like, I mean, she, again, well, you just look at... She's also a very talented actor. Well, you but... look at some of the actors, like we mentioned, Jessica Chastain, Fassbender, yeah. McAvoy, Turner, Holt. There's star like, power There's and There's quality talent. actors there yeah. that, that are doing about as much as you can with what ends up feeling like a fairly thin script like there's not a, there's not as there's not enough meat to it yeah um i mean probably turner has the most meat agreed um and and i think she does pretty well with it and probably next to her probably holt has has the most to do yeah um but that's the problem too is they have to do all this you know the whole idea Bless that he you. and mystique Thank were thinking about leaving yeah there's just too much that this movie has to establish in itself right um for right. it all to be in one movie, or to be right. in one like slightly less than two hours. Number one, the relationship between the Beast and Mystique is not like fully enough developed. No, that she was thinking about leaving. They literally had one like, conversation. A Thirty. About that. No, they had like a thirty-second conversation yeah. about it. It just it. So it's like she like goes, "I'm thinking about leaving." Yeah, yeah. and what's well, going on? And he's <laughs> like, "I think we should stay." And then they cut to something else. It's. It's the, the, again, the thinness of the writing. Well, again. that's right. Like, the you film can has... point to it and you can say established. Yes. But not... Not really. Really established. And, that, and that's the problem. The film has too much to do to get to where it wants to be. Right. For a lot of the stuff to have the depth and feeling that it should. They made four X-Men films in this series. Could have oh, spent... Oh, you mean since first class. Right. Could have spent some time doing this. Yeah. Or even just, but you instead, know, could have spent some time doing it in Apocalypse, even. But instead, you can see what they, what they ch- like, okay, we're going to do first class to establish the team. Mm-hmm. Then we have to hit all of the classics. Yeah. We're going to shoehorn in Days of Future Past. Yeah, but they did a good job with Days of Future Past. Yeah. We're, again, the problem's not the individual film. Right. It's that you can't do Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. And an establishing film, and let that last film be satisfying in well, any way can, because you're just there's. If, well, if, you can't do it because you're running through too many things. You could probably that, do my, like but Days of what, Future Past in the way they did, but then you don't do Apocalypse. You should have done something leading up to Phoenix, more. right? And use Days of Future Past to set up Phoenix and but instead they're like, here are the X Men classics one two three. Yeah, we're gonna hit the classics one two three. Yeah, and all of them might have benefited. Yeah. From a little bit of, like, more time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think in particular, the last two would have benefited from yeah. more time. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Days of Future Past is a relatively short, self-contained... Yeah. Well, yeah. To it me, the movie was It, it basically had the job ambitious. of wiping out Wolverine Origins and X-Men Less Stand from continuity. Yeah. 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 Which it the did best, very well. But it's also based on... Con. It's also based on comic book canon that's relatively self-contained, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously... The ramifications of Days of Future Past 
probably not good for the X-Men in the long run. Because it kind of establishes this time-traveling trope that is well overdone in X-Men right now. Well, there you're echoing John Byrne. Who, of course... Don't, don't accuse me of echoing John You Byrne. totally echo John, because what John Byrne said is that when he drew Days of Futures Past, yeah. that the original script was that there was going to be no... that the, that world was going to be wiped out and there would be no way for it to continue. Yeah. And then when Claremont did the scripting and the issue was published, there was a change at the end that allowed it to continue, and Byrne was like, that's not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Because he leaves right after that. The, the truth of the matter is, I can live with either one. Yeah. But the way they open that door has become that Pandora's box. Yeah, so. and I now know, we do time travel whenever we want. Do you think Jonathan Hickman's going to fix that in the comics? I don't know. He's such a cosmic grand scale guy. That's he how is. I think of him. Well, yeah. It it worries me a little bit. Yeah. Are you I'm at least time travel is not troubling in comic books. What? You know my position on time travel in all things. Yeah, you hate time travel. That's the worst. I love time travel. Just trying to see. He acts like he's done it, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You were gonna travel back in time. What was Rich gonna do? Wait, I can't remember. He had. I was gonna prevent the housing crisis or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was gonna prevent that, the. No, no, no. No, the. The stock crisis. He was gonna go back to the. Yeah, the stock, I think he was gonna go back to the Great Depression <laughs> yeah. and warn them about the housing crisis in the the early two thousands. Look out! In seventy years. Your grand. Kids That's right. Are going yeah. to He's be... going to show up in October 1929. Yeah. Warning them about, you know, October 2009. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the best moments. Look, you can't put me in the spot with, like, those kind of questions. The best part is, like, he's not going to, like, even if he was going back to warn people about the Great Depression, he wasn't telling them how to avoid it. No. He's just going to be like, here it comes, people. Yeah. But he wasn't even planning to warn them about the Great Depression. Yeah. Grit your teeth. <laughs> Grit your grandkids, Steve. Yeah. Start working on your hula 70 hula. years from now, the housing bubble's going to burn. Ooh, and tomorrow's a bad day, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow's going to be great. If you got but any money in the stock worse. market, you might... You might want to, you know... You might think about, you know, putting it under your bed, so... Stop making those shanty towns. But, yeah. Now that I said put it under your bed, now I can't get the Twitch image of Rich's bed out of my head. Well, mm-hmm. it's already been deleted. Oh, I should have taken a, cre- a screenshot of that. Mm-hmm. would have been useful for future advertising. So should we talk a little bit about the X-Men franchise as a whole, now that it's coming to an end? Yeah, I don't know how we're doing on time, but it feels like we should. Yeah. It feels like we've been moving that way for a yeah. while now. Rich? So Checking time. I was wondering if uh, you were going to tell us, or just keep it together. Yeah, no, I apparently can't check time. And, oh, he's doing Well, no, because we did, like... Eight minutes like, of intro? Oh, for God's sake. I'm more like ten, so it's at 42 then. So we still got 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Boom. I've got um, reviews pulled up, too, if we need to fill yeah. a fair form. Well, are we looking forward to Marvel's version of X-Men? Well, I don't know what Marvel's version of X-Men is going to be. But so. can it be worse? I would assume it's going to be better. I, it's hard to say. Like, track record-wise, I have concerns hard. about the MCU going forward. I'm a little concerned that Endgame may have broken it. How? Because um, the timeline makes no sense. What do you mean? Um, but that's a separate podcast, probably. Well, um, yeah. You know why? Time travel. Yeah. What's yeah. going to ruin the MCU? I'm a little bit concerned, concerned that I, I just don't know where the MCU... They're going to have to do be. something to establish what it is. What it is now, yeah. Because I'm like, I have no idea what it is going forward. And it's it clearly not to be what it was. carried by characters who aren't considered... Yeah, I mean, that's... that's A-list. Yeah. 
Um, God knows I'll go see another Ant-Man film. So yeah, I mean, I, feel, I will say that though they're not maybe going to do an Ant-Man film. Well, my point being, yeah, name your like I'll probably go see the Eternals. I'll be curious if they can pull off Eternals. That feels like just shy of Inhumans, and they didn't do well with that. Yeah, but but you know, it feels to me like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be one or the other. Which I heard when I heard they were doing Guardians, I thought that's yeah. a really well, stupid it's, choice. It's going to be that's one a or the dumb other. Dumb choice, and right. I was. I really wonder if, if like Eternals is actually they're actually we're actually doing X Men, but we're calling it Eternals, so nobody knows. Oh, that would be interesting. Because I'm like, why would you pick the Eternals? That feels like X Men coming really soon, though. It could, does. Could it be Fantastic Four? Uh, it feels oh like man, fan- I hope not. Well, Fantastic Four is riper for a film. Oh yeah, right. Well, and and that's hey, what really, uh, can you do us? apparently Peyton Reed, the guy that does the Ant Man films, he wants to do the Fantastic Four. Well, and I heard that Jessica Alba might reprise her role as the Invisible Woman. Seriously? No. I was just saying, <laughs> I did not hear that. Hey, wait, Chris Evans might be in it. I just wanted to get Jessica Alba no, they should Chris the... They should have Chris Evans play the Human Torch again, just yeah. to blow everyone's mind. Yeah, yeah it's like, Captain... Uh, oh, uh, this makes no sense! <laughs> like, even he's confused during the filming. Yeah. 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 So, so he's still Captain so anyway, America. Just yes, back Torch. to the X-Men the franchise. The X-Men franchise. You yeah. mean the film franchise? Yes, Do you mean the pop culture franchise? I was thinking the film franchise. What? So what's your final assessment? I still say that X-Men 2 is in my top ten, if not my top five, of superhero movies. I, re- I think two that is... Two is really good. Two is really good. Two is definitely the high point of the franchise. Which one is two? I, I have... It's the second one. X2, X-Men United. X2. <sighs> Thank you. It was the help. one that really ran with sexuality is an issue. Yes. Right. Yeah, it was the one where you really saw that meta- where the the X Men is a metaphor for sexuality brought out. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, and I, I think like you're speaking for most people when you when you rank X two that highly. Yeah. For me, like, X two is the best. It's generally seen mm-hmm. as the best. The only one that I might put in front oh, of it. Oh, oh, can I guess? It's first no, class. It's first class. Yeah. That just that movie has always had like a, a soft. I've always had a soft spot in my heart. Yeah, no, first class is, is definitely film, up there. I just think it's like a. And when Beast and, and Mystique in this film are talking about being the only two originals. Yeah, I was like, oh god, left. it's been been rough. Which to me felt really authentic in a way too. Yes, like that's probably what would happen if Xavier, yeah. given who he is, especially, put together a team. Yeah. Oh, another thing that was probably a bit too obviously done in yeah. Dark Phoenix was the whole. It's just going to take one day of us going bad to undo everything we've built. Yeah. And then what happens? Yeah. One day of one of us going bad undoes everything they've well, built. Can I, like, speak, wow. can I speak to the president, please? Guys, oh, we're oh, disconnecting this, this line. You mean, you mean the X phone? Oh, God. Yeah. The only thing better would have been if they had gotten the bust from the original Batman series and actually just had that. <laughs> Tipped it. Oh, yeah. like. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm like, seriously, he's oh, got and then, the. And then get Commissioner Gordon, like a guy doing Commissioner Gordon's exactly. voice on the other end. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Chief O'Hara. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what was his catchphrase? Bagora. Yeah, Faith in Bagora. Faith in Bagora. Oh, man. I'm not sure he had one. I think they were all very stereotypically Irish. Yeah. But just like Robin, you Faith in Bagora, you can't call this line yeah. anymore, laddie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Faith in Bagora, yeah. you can't be calling this line. But yeah, yeah I mean, well, and I, I go back to my, I think part of it, I mean, I give credit, I mean, because X Men was kind of the first superhero franchise of the 2000s. Yeah. Um,. And in part, like, I talked about that that sort of realistic aesthetic that it has. A lot of that was kind of born out of the fact that they were doing this before yeah. any of the technology was around for right. it. Um, I mean, the first X-Men film is good. 
yeah. my complaint about it is that you kind of see ways in which it's kind of hampered by the small budget it had. Uh, um, yeah, but it's also the first, and I think it it gets a boost in a way because yeah. it is the first and it establishes mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and then I think Last Stand is my least favorite. It's tough for me. Last Stand and X Men Origins Wolverine. Or we both. count? Are we counting that one? Oh yeah, we're counting that one. Yeah, those the, are the those Wolverine are film. The is bottom bad. is that the one where they put the parasite in him? Parasite in him? No, that's the Wolverine. Oh, that's the Wolverine. Okay, that's I, the one that that like the first two thirds is a really good noir film, and then when Robot Silver Samurai shows up, it's like Ooh. wow, this got stupid. <laughs> Brought yeah. to you by the same man that eventually did Logan. Right. So, for me... Which, by the way, Logan probably should be up towards the top two. You think Logan should be an X-Men movie? I guess I was thinking about <laughs> the, the seven films. Yeah. So, if 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 you include Logan... Although, it's hard because... Logan's so different. It's just not the oh. same kind of film. But yeah. Logan is probably the best of those films. Yeah, it's... it's I, as a... It's, it's a it's in a, a very just, different way from X two. I just like a, as a as a good superhero popcorn movie. If you want to talk about superhero movies, yeah, I think it's first class and then X two. Yeah. But I, I hear the argument for X two, which I think is a really good film. Yeah, it's just so particularly given but, that it's the first attempt at doing something with that large a cast, and they pull it off. If you want to talk about the best film, just pure film, Logan. it's Logan. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, you can you can you either Logan a, or The Last Stand. Or Dark Phoenix. No. Or Apocalypse. I mean, I would still put <laughs> Dark Phoenix above Last Stand. Really? Above oh, I X-Men would. X-Men Origin Wolverines. Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine. I would put it about on par with Apocalypse. It's that. That's where I put it. It's basically yeah. on par. Like, which is like... And I liked Apocalypse. Which, which is people a, savaged Apocalypse as well. Yeah. I like, no, I, no, I like Apocalypse. Right. And then a, 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 a half step ahead of that would be, for me, Days of Future Past. I'd probably put a little more than a half step. And then you got the top. Like, to me, the top would be... So it's first class, it's mm-hmm. X2. And then if we th- if we include Logan, Logan's in there somewhere. Right, Logan will be at the top for me. Um, and then you get to the films I would start lumping together, like the first X-Men film. Yeah. With maybe the second in the Yeah, first the X-Men film's series. kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, first X-Men film in Days of Future. I'd probably put Days of Future Past maybe just a smidge above first X-Men. I would, too. Uh, I, I, but they're, they're pretty much on par. Yeah. So we're pretty much in agreement. Where yeah. we disagree would be, like, maybe number one. Yeah, I think we have the same... We basically have them all in pairs. We just disagree which of the pairs goes yeah. first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the X-Men... I mean, you know, the X-Men franchise is getting... You know, the last two movies have not been spectacular. Right. Um, it's time for it to move somewhere else. Yeah, well, it's I particularly... It's time for it to rest when you see it what the When you see what the MCU has achieved at the same time... Yeah. Like, the X-Men franchise just looks so... So much smaller. Pedestrian. Yeah. But still, overall, especially if you don't count the original ba- the Nolan trilogy, yeah, better than what DC has cranked out. Mm. Slightly better. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. But that, yeah DC cranked is. out Man of Steel. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, God. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... You can just say Martha and like I, I think lose. You, I think you, you can argue X Men were you a fairly you forgot average, Wonder Woman a fairly well a, and Aquaman. So Wonder Woman raised the average and Aquaman tanked it. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. No 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 tanked it. No Aquaman. Anybody? Does, Aquaman's yeah no tanked it. Yeah, stop fishing for compliments. Yeah, let's see. You lost. Uh, let's see with this one. Oh god. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, one too was... many. 
I was, yeah. CRs were subtle. Yep. Hey, it's hope. painfully obvious. Um, <laughs> not gonna pick up, be picked up. Uh, yeah, by I the feel like X Men probably deserves more credit than it gets right now, just because yeah. the last few few films have not been great. It's been average, and people tend to forget that Logan is part of the franchise. If you count Logan, because it's so different, right? You know, um, it's so hard to think of it as part of the franchise. Yeah, but like you go back and you watch those first two X Men films, like particularly X Two, like you're yeah. talking about. You know, films that really showed that you could, hey, you could do superheroes like they are in the comics. Especially, yeah, when they came yeah. out. Um, yeah. And that X2, you can do kind of big, epic storytelling yeah. um, along the way. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's one that, that as a whole, you know, it, it's, it's, it's got very strong films and it's got very weak films. Right. So overall, like in a, kind of an averagey. Yeah, I mean, it kind of ends up being worth feet, watching. And feels with, more middling than it probably right. deserves just Somehow. because, like, the last few films have not wowed anybody. Wowed anyone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas DC gave us Aquaman. Which wowed everyone, apparently. On its own is enough to put DC at the bottom of that list. Oh, come on, Aquaman's like, not that bad. To me, there's... Oh, yeah. it's terrible. No, 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 no. It no. is, it is yeah. hot garbage. No, it's not that bad. It, it is. It, it is it, the Transformers of the DC friend films. No. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. I will sign with will, Alan on this. We one. will kill this podcast is, before number one hundred if you stick to that position. I'm telling you, oh, Transformers is like, it's 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 sorry, Aquaman is is basically a Michael Bay film. If Michael Bay did not, film absolutely it. not. There are not enough explosions. There's a lot of explosions. There's just but not enough. There's plenty. Not enough for Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. sir. I think I am done. Yeah. So, um, anything, any final thoughts? It feels like we're probably pressing time. Well, I, I hope that once they are in the, the warm embrace of the MCU, that, that the X-Men franchise will rise again to the heights it once had, almost Phoenix-like. It won't. Really? really? Like, that's, that's it? I made a nice circle there. That's how we started, that's how we ended it. It's yeah. a nice circle. Yeah, but see, the way you're drawing the circle, uh-huh. you're starting at the top of the circle and you're meeting at the bottom of the circle. Yes. Whereas when you're doing a circle, no, you start at the top and you return all the way to the top. No, no, no. Mine's a, it's a no, double circle. No, because then you've only done a semicircle. Like no, it's, a, it's two sides at the same time. Circle. That doesn't make any sense. Circle. It makes no sense whatsoever. I am making it, if you follow both of my fingers, yeah. you made a circle. Honestly, it's more oval. But, but your finger, the point about the phoenix rising from the ashes, started at the top. And ends at the bottom. It's supposed to start at the top and end at the top. No, if you start at the bottom, no, at the top, that doesn't change the dynamic no, if you start at the top or the bottom. The X-Men franchise still is down making here. the same mistake. The X-Men franchise is down here. It's going to rise above well, like hope, a Will you show them again? Watch. Yeah, no, I understand it's what you're circle. saying. It's a circle. Yeah, because, you know, no. it returns to the... So it starts good. It's rising. And returns rising. good. Rising. See, going from here to up. For God. It's going from here to up. <laughs> Good God. <laughs>